Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Blues take on the Ottawa Senators tonight at Enterprise Center. It's a 6 o'clock pregame, 7 o'clock with the face-off, and Brady Kachuk, who will join us at 9.05, will be in action tonight. Michelle, he hasn't played here in St. Louis since 2019, he was supposed to play here actually three days after the NHL shut down. Ottawa was scheduled to be in St. Louis on March uh, 15th of 2020, but in the midst of their road trip, the Senators and the entire NHL had everything shut down. So it'll be Brady Kachuk's first trip to St. Louis since January 19th of 2019 and only his second time playing in St. Louis. I'm sure he's going to get a very warm reception from his hometown crowd. Yeah, and He's their centerpiece, kind of like what the Flames should have done with Matthew. Mm -hmm. The Senators have done with Brady. They have signed him to the seven-year contract. They've made him their captain, and they've said, okay, you are our future. I don't know why the Flames, and maybe Matthew had something to do with that. I don't know why the Flames didn't do that with Matthew earlier, but now they've set themselves up in Calgary to lose him as a free agent. But maybe, Randy, they didn't want to do that with him because they know uh, and we, we would just have to take down a lot of marketing and stuff when we move him to the Blues. That's like, true. You know, it just saves us a lot of hassle and headache to logistically when he when we inevitably get him to St. Louis. Yeah. Former <laughs> NHL former NHL general manager and agent Brian Lawton is set to join us here in just a few moments here on 101 ESPN. And one of the things that we don't talk about enough, Michelle, and I wanted to get Brian Lawton on for this reason, is we we always talk about making trades, but we don't talk about the difficulty of making a trade. And according to our friends at Cap Friendly at the moment, and I am far from a cap expert. As a matter of fact, usually if I have a cap question, I'll go to Jeremy Rutherford because he knows a whole lot more than I do. But according to Cap Friendly, the Blues will have $113,333 of deadline cap space. And JR has talked about having to make a dollar for dollar trade. And the only way to make a deal is if you have a team that has a bunch of cap space that's willing to pay the player to play for you. And to get that cap space, you're going to have to give up a premium. You're going to have to give up another draft choice or a player. Absolutely. And I wonder in St. Louis if we don't really drill in on that or think about it that much because Doug Armstrong is always able to figure out a way, no matter how difficult the puzzle may look, somehow he always Mm -hmm. ends up on top of whatever transaction he's able to put together. So even when the cap situation looks like it might be difficult to figure out, I think so many of us here say, oh, well, Army Army will find a way. And the other thing the Blues could do is trade from one of their players that Makes a lot of money, but with the way things are going, do you want to trade any of your high-priced players? Tarasenko obviously has the no trade, but I don't think you want to trade him. You certainly aren't trading Ryan O'Reilly. You aren't trading Braden Shen, who has a no trade clause. 
I don't think that you'd want to trade Butchnevich. I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't. Not if you're trying to win a cup this year. No, Brandon Saad isn't going anywhere. He also has a no-trade clause. You certainly aren't trading David Perron, who's making $4 million this year in the last year of his contract, and also has a no-trade. And then you're down to Cairo and Thomas, who make two point eight. And then you're looking at your defensemen. Falk and Krug both have no-trades. They aren't going anywhere. And Colton Pareko is just in the midst. Well, he's going to start his new contract next year. So I don't think that you move Colton Pareko either. And that's why we get a guy like Brian Lawton because he has a greater understanding of these things than we do. And you can watch NHL Network analyst Brian Lawton on NHL Tonight regularly throughout the season. And, of course, leading up to trade deadline day, which is now just 13 days away, they're going to have a lot of information about trades and rumors on NHL Network, and he is going to be at the forefront. You can see him pretty much every night on NHL Network. That's Michelle Smallman. I'm Randy Carricker, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. And NHL Network's Brian Lawton joins us on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. Brian, great to have you with us. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Well, first of all, and I just told Michelle, I wanted to ask you about the difficulty of making trades now, especially if you're a cap team like the Blues. You didn't have to deal with this when you were running a team or, or an agent. How difficult is it for a team like the Blues to try to make a trade? Well, actually, I did have to deal with it when I was managing Tampa, okay, believe good. it or not. <laughs> this market reminds me to 2009 tra- trade deadline. And why do I say that? Well, there's one peculiarity that's similar right now, and that is that there were more sellers at that time than there were buyers. And it really stuffed up the trade market. Salary cap, there was more space than there is today. There certainly isn't a pandemic. These are all the things that are, are making a guy like Doug Armstrong's much job much more challenging, but it was similar in that the market was really in the tank because I was a seller and there just wasn't much out there. So for the St. Louis Blues, when I think about that, I think it could be really fruitful for them, depending on you know what direction Doug takes this team. Um, you know, I saw Ryan O'Reilly talking just the other day about not a great trip for us on the road. Got to figure out our identity. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I love the accountability from the players on that team. I love the, the veteran presence on the St. Louis Blues. They just got a bunch of guys that are winners. They've been there before, of course, and uh, they take responsibility for how things are going. Everybody always points at the coach, but it really starts with the players in the room. Well, Brian, if you were Doug Armstrong, what direction would you be looking at taking this team right now as the trade deadline approaches? Is there a particular move or perhaps a player that you think the Blues should be front runners on? Yes, there are a number of players that I would think that they would have interest in. Um, You know, when you look at the goaltending position, there's nothing to be done there. They've got Bennington and Husso, two guys that have acquitted themselves nicely. Jordan's playing better. Lily Husso's had a great season, probably exceeded uh, any expectations any of us would have had for him. So you can move past that. When you get to the D, you're always looking for one more guy. I do think Nikola has acquitted himself really nicely for the team this year, but maybe one more veteran guy. And there's a number of them available out there. A guy like Nick Letty comes to mind immediately. Uh, Just a player that I think could add even more of a veteran presence to St. Louis, a guy that's won a couple cups with Chicago, a guy that is a great transition D 
at 30 plus years old. He's not necessarily going to lead you offensively, but that's okay. He's going to help your team get to the system that St. Louis likes to play a lot faster in games. Um, so he is one guy that for sure I would have interest on. Some people might say a Ben Sherratt. I don't think so for the Blues there. But, um, you know, D is probably the primary area that I would target first and foremost if I were Doug Armstrong. The names that are out there, obviously Chikrin is one name, and everybody's going to be after Jacob Chikrin if if he gets moved. But uh, a couple of the names that are up here in St. Louis, uh, Brian, first of all, Mark Giordano from uh, from Seattle, and then Lindholm from Anaheim, two teams that have a ton of cap space that would be able to pick up salary if the Blues would desire to go that way and give up the extra premium, right, to to kind of buy that cap space. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, obviously, uh, Lindholm and Chickering are, are straight trades, you know, whereas Giordano and Letty are more rentals. So now it's a matter of, you know, what do you want to expend if you're the St. Louis Blues? If I were Doug Armstrong with his team and where they're at, I, I think I'd be looking more to the rental market than I would necessarily to the trade market. Um, Jeff Jicker and uh, excuse me, Jacob, not Jeff, his dad, Jacob, 23 year old Jacob, soon to be 24, is a really valuable commodity that a lot of teams have kicked tires on. The prices have been advertised as pretty high. It's not unusual in the trade market, but unusually high in that particular one. Billy Armstrong, the GM, former St. Louis Blue employee, has made it quite clear that he doesn't have to trade him. So I think he'll see if someone can knock his socks off. If they don't, I don't think he gets traded. So that one I think is going to be tough. Lindholm, on the other hand, is an interesting one. I'm told Anaheim's trying to get him signed now, but that he wants to test the market. If that is in fact the case, then uh, he would be the big fish in my opinion. But I think you're going to put pay a lot more for a guy like him and probably a guy like Nick Letty or even Mark Giordano, who's, of course, playing with Seattle. And uh, to me, I really think Letty is your most economical buy of the group. And I just think that St. Louis doesn't need a lot of a lot of tuning up for the playoffs. I've been really impressed by how they've played. Um, so I wouldn't go too crazy if I were Doug Armstrong. I like the job Doug has done. He continues to do a great job year after year. Uh, I'm a big fan of the way Doug manages. There's no doubt about that. I've said it before in St. Louis radio many times. Brian, I just want to follow up on that quickly. If Doug Armstrong isn't able to find the deal that he's looking for at the trade deadline, do you think this team as currently constructed is a team that is built to make a deep playoff run or potentially contend for a cup? I do. I don't think the way they're constructed right now, even with another incredible run like they had in 19, they have the ability to make it to the finals. I do think they need one more piece to get over the hump. I'd feel very strongly on that. But um, can they win a round? Yes. Could they win two? Maybe. Do I believe You know, they're going to make it to the final the way they're constructed now? No, I don't. I do think they need to do something. Okay, with that being the case, if if you're Doug Armstrong and you think that that piece, Nick Letty, can put you over the top and get you to the finals and perhaps win you a Stanley Cup – 
even though he's a rental, do you pay extra as a manager? Do you do you give up a number one or a number and not for Letty? You don't give up a one for Letty, but do you give up a two rather than a three or a four that you might have given up otherwise? I think the way to play the market this year, and I feel really strongly about this because we've been talking about it for weeks on NHL Network, and now I'm starting to see a lot of people write about it. You know, with the factors that I mentioned already, it it is easy to say, well, prices are always high at this time of the year as we're roughly 13 days from the trade deadline. But this year is different, particularly because the number of sellers and how few buyers there really are. There's not a lot of teams with cap space. And that has really caused this inequity in terms of you know, really anybody making a deal other than the Toffoli deal. So if I were Doug Armstrong, and he does this so well, so <laughs> it, it won't matter what I say, but I just think he's very, very astute at being patient, hanging in there till the very end, and comfortable making a deal literally on trade deadline day when prices drop. Because I do think they're going to drop, particularly for the rentals. I don't think they're going to for the guys that aren't rentals, for the real hockey trades. And there's a few of them out there, like Chikrin, like you mentioned. So I'd be fun. that's why I say right from the start, focus on the rentals. Be prepared to hang in there. Be prepared to pay a little bit more than you're comfortable with. Uh, and if you're willing to do that, are we going to see a Robin Lehner type deal when he went from Chicago to Vegas, you know, as a starting goaltender and transferred for a second-round pick? Uh, yeah. I do think you're going to see some deals like that if you're willing to hang in there till the end. Brian Laden, one more thing, and I want to put yourself back in the chair of a general manager. Marco Scandella contract for the Blues just has not worked out. He hasn't played as well as he did right before the pandemic. He's due $3.275 million next year and the year after that. And a lot of Blues fans, I'm one of those included, saying, okay, if you could just move that contract. But you're the manager that's taking on that contract. Is that a responsible move? Can you go to your owner and say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to take on this 3.275 for the next couple of years and get your owner to say yes? Can another team do that? Of course they can. It's just a matter of what premium you'd be willing to pay them. There are teams that are in rebuilding. We know the Arizona Coyotes and how they've gotten business. They're open to take contracts on. The Seattle Kraken have said they're willing to help, although I think the extra two years left on it would be a no no deal for them the chicago blackhawks they need assets um it won't be easy it'll be incredibly challenging because marco for the reasons you don't like them you know how that contract's worked out those are the reasons other people aren't going to watch to take that contract on at 32 years old it's going to be tough i did find that If I could point to anything that I didn't think was great that St. Louis did, I would say that one surprised me how quickly uh, St. Louis made that move and signed him, you know, to a multi-year deal. But that happens. And, you know, fortune favors the bold. It was a bold move. Um, Doug Armstrong has really shown an incredible ability to kind of regroup if he makes a mistake and every general manager in this league makes a mistake. The reason I'm so high on Doug is because he makes very few of them. And when he does, he generally corrects them. This is going to be tough to get out of. Um, but if he's willing to pay the premium, he can get out of it. Otherwise they'll do what most teams do 
and that is you, you, you just keep giving guys chances. Look at Jake DeBrusque. I mean, he mm-hmm. just couldn't get anything going this year, and now the Bruins look like they may actually be in a position to trade him, which I did not think was possible just three weeks ago. Right. Brian Lawton, always good to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it, and we'll be keeping an eye on you guys at NHL Network up through the trade deadline and through the playoffs. You do great work. Thank you very much. We just call it how we see it. (laughs) Love it. Take care. That is Brian Lawton, NHL Network, former NHL coach and general manager on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.